Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. For the safety of you and others, please make sure all hands, feet, and arms remain inside. And please watch your children. And now, let the show begin. You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell. Let's go back in time when turtles roam the sewers of New York. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror, the And knowing was half the battle. Go, go! It's time for Saturday Morning Rewind. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind with your host, Tim Nidale, which is me, of course. Now, if you're a loyal listener of our show, you're probably wondering where Gary has been with our episodes that we usually just talk about cartoons. Sad to say that Gary had to, I had to, had to fire him. Okay, not, not really, Gary. I know you're a listener of the show, too. So, no, you're not fired. The truth is, I just got back from a huge trip to Nevada and California for the podcast. And we just haven't had time to record since I got back over the weekend. So, Gary will make a triumphant return soon, but instead of playing one of our episodes, I'm going to play one of my interviews that I recently did with Linda Larkin. Oh, Father. Raja was just playing with him. Weren't you, Raja? You were just playing with that overdressed, self-absorbed Prince Ahmed, weren't you? (laughs) The voice of Princess Jasmine from every Aladdin thing you can think of, the animated series... All three of the movies, toys, everything. And Linda is so talented, and she really was a sweetheart, too. You'll hear it. It's in her voice. I mean, she is Princess Jasmine. It's amazing. But uh, before I play, I just want to tell you a little bit about my trip that I took. Uh, I can't go into much detail, but just know that it's going to be pretty huge for the podcast and the website. So I'm really looking forward to it. And I need to give a quick shout-out to my good friend Christian. He came with me. Uh, He's a filmmaker, and let me just say that he's making a little mini-documentary about myself and Saturday Morning Rewind. So I cannot wait to get that out there for you guys to watch. And of course, you can watch that on our YouTube channel. And every single link can be found on our website, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. But anyways, here is my interview with Linda Larkin, a.k.a. Princess Jasmine. So, I only get about 20, 30 minutes with you, so I do not want to waste any second. Okay, let's get right to it. <laughs> so, I, I always kind of want to start off by getting to know what kind of childhood somebody had. What, what kind of childhood did you have? Did you enjoy cartoons as a kid? Oh, very much. I grew up in northern Minnesota, so there's a long period of winter. I remember spending a lot of time in my room with my record player, um, playing little 45s uh-huh. and following the storybook. Um, so that was one of the experiences that I had with Disney stories. And then, you know, Saturday mornings, like the only day of the week that I would jump out of bed because <laughs> Saturday morning cartoons, which I don't think kids today really get because they have like 24 exactly. seven cartoons, yeah. but we had Saturday mornings. And I was first one downstairs, TV on, watching everything that was <laughs> on at that time. 
Yeah, I used to even get my own bowl of cereal, just sit down in front of the TV and just probably, I think it was around until noon. And then when cartoons were over, got up, played outside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Another thing that kids don't do as no. much these days because they sad. have 24-hour cartoons. Or would they... we have ever gone outside if they kept playing after 12? Probably not. No, no, they would. I have three kids. <laughs> I have three girls here, and, and, and it's hard to get them outside. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> So which I'm interested. Which 45 was your favorite Disney album? Oh, I loved Snow White mm. and I loved Cinderella. Also, Sleeping Beauty. Those were really my three favorites. But Snow White, I think, was the one I connected to the most. I think because of the dwarves, I loved all those yeah. personalities and stories. Yeah, for me, my favorite 45. I always popped in the, the Robin Hood album oh okay I yeah me i think it's because of music I, I love that music in robin hood yeah so yeah you're you're even interested in the princesses long before you voiced one. Oh yeah and i would read along with them so i think i was practicing since i was probably five years old <laughs> not knowing what i was practicing for besides a disney princess who is your favorite disney character Besides a princess, oh my goodness, maybe Mary Poppins. Oh yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. It still really holds up too. Not many movies do. Yeah, that I mean, the Disney ones seem to. Mm -hmm. They they seem to have these classic stories that that really stand the test of time. Yeah, I mean, Walt Disney was just was certainly a, one of them. Walt was just a genius. He always thought about what people would enjoy, you know, 50, 60, 70 years from when he made them. Yeah. Now, Aladdin. Let me just tell you a little backstory about myself and Aladdin, how much of a draw Aladdin was to me as a kid. I was 12 years old when it came out. Okay. Um, honestly, I think this is the first movie I still remember watching in the theater as a kid. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, it has such an impact on me. I, I don't know. I think it's because it was maybe one of the first Disney movies to really have the humor and the story. Right, yes. And, and the story didn't lack because of the humor. A lot of animated movies lack in one of the two areas there. But Aladdin, just it was 100% amazing. And you always remember things that make you laugh and things that yeah. make you cry. Yep. And I think, you know, certainly... You got a little bit of both with yeah. this movie. Yeah, Definitely what, the laughs, but it was also a really touching story, too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What really stuck out at you when you first read the script? Well, the first thing that I read was a scene because they didn't release the whole script okay. to people when we were auditioning. But I think for me what, what really connected was... This princess was strong, and, mm -hmm. and she was she was feisty, and and she was really a quick thinker. And the first scene that I read was the marketplace scene, where you see so many colors of Princess Jasmine. She's she's innocent, and she's sharp, and and she's quick witted, and she's open to like new things and and curious and all of those things for me at that time in my life were were things I was experiencing in my life. Mm -hmm. So that, that really connected me to the character. Then when I read the whole script, like further into the audition process, when it was getting, 
narrower and narrower field of people. They they would release more and more of the material because I would have to audition with more of the material. I just saw what a beautiful, magical story this was and how there were no limits with this story. You had a magical genie. You could go anywhere in the world with the snap of a finger. Like, it's a carpet ride. You go around the whole world and just to like take your imagination to those places, I, I just loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Just, there were no limits to this story. At what point did you get a read with Scott in the, in the auditioning part of it? Never. Never? Oh, because wow. Because Scott was not the first Aladdin. Oh, I was I didn't cast with a different Aladdin. Oh, wow. And yes, at, and at some point, I don't, I don't even remember when it happened, but at some point early in, in the recording, that guy went away and Scott came in. Wow. And then from that point on, it was me and Scott. That's amazing. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, he wasn't the original person cast. So I, I did read with a lot of guys, but I never read with him because I don't think he was in that first round of huh. auditions. I think they found him a little later, like maybe six months later. Wow. Well, I'm glad they found him. He was amazing as Aladdin. Ah, uh, so amazing. <laughs> I mean, can you just even imagine anyone else? It's impossible. Yeah, I know. He's so perfect. And then when I was watching Full House as a kid, I was like, oh, that's Aladdin, that's Aladdin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so when you went into to first, when you got the part, what, what did they tell you they were looking for in the voice of Jasmine? They didn't tell me anything. They, they just gave the material to the people auditioning and they let you come in and do what you wanted to do. So that was something that I feel like gave me complete freedom artistically to mm -hmm. just do what, what felt right for that character. And then as we went further into the process, they would tell me things they liked and, and to keep going that direction. They would sometimes suggest, you know, um, a correction, like take some of the breathiness out or let's deepen the register of her voice a little bit. And those were things that, you know, they helped me with we we collaborated and and came up with you know what worked best for their story and for what I was bringing what are some of the biggest similarities between you and Jasmine I think we both have strong personalities uh -huh. <laughs> and I think we both have a really strong sense of justice and um and we're both really romantic <laughs> that's, cool. that's where I connect to her. And I also know that a lot of the animators like to take, you know, the, the voice actors' gestures and, and facial expressions. When you go back and watch the movie, what scene really sticks out the most to you is like when you watch it, like, oh, that, that's me right there on the screen. I think the scene between Jasmine and her father um, with Raja at the palace and the mm -hmm. garden, I think that one really like has a lot of my personality, a lot of my interaction with my beloved tiger, which is just, you know, the way that I am in my personal life with my animals and also like 
her spat with her father is is very like it was very much me at that time too like standing up for myself and standing up for what I believed in. Uh-huh. So I think that one kind of seems the most like me in real life. If you don't mind me asking, how old were you when you voiced Jasmine? Oh my gosh, I think I was twenty one. Okay, so that's a that's a good yeah, fit right there. It was one of my first jobs. Nice. I'd done commercial work. I I had done some like theater projects in New York, but it was one of my first real jobs. Wow. I was living in Los Angeles. I had gone out there because some friends of mine got an apartment, and I went out there for a few weeks to visit them. And I ended up having all this stuff happen and and good good things. And I stayed longer, and then I got that job. And Aladdin. They auditioned in New York and Los Angeles, so I probably, no matter where I lived, would have had an opportunity mm-hmm. to read for it, but it just so happened I was living in Los Angeles at that time, and because of that, I got to audition at the Disney studio, uh-huh. which I think added another element for me of awe and yeah. something. It's hard to describe. <laughs> I remember it so well, but it's it's hard to describe it to other people. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I still feel that sense of awe whenever I'm at the studio or or even when I'm at Disneyland, which I was recently um, a couple of times in the fall. And I just feel like I'm part of something that's that means so much to me and did long before I was a part of it. Mm-hmm. And... It's just sometimes really humbling and overwhelming. Yeah, I'm sure. I can't even imagine. I mean, I've been mm-hmm. such a huge Disney fan ever since I was born. Oh. I know you get the same question over and over again about working with Robin Williams. I'm not going to ask that one. I want to know what it was like working with Frank Welker. Ah, oh, well, I got to work with Frank Welker quite a lot because we did the cartoon series mm-hmm. together, too. So we did two years of... Of that, so during the the film, I don't know that Frank and I ever worked together. Okay. I don't think we did. But when we did the cartoon series, we were all in the room together every Tuesday from two to six. So I got to work with Frank regularly for a hundred episodes, and he was just fantastic to work with, and became a dear friend of mine. And I don't see him anymore because he lives in Los Angeles and I live in New York, but he, uh, we just had such fun together. We, he took me on a flying lesson. He has airplanes. Oh, wow. His life is as adventurous as a Disney film. (laughs) He just is the coolest guy and he flies. That's amazing. I didn't know he flew. He does. And he, he's at the time was a certified instructor. So he took my friend and I on a on a short flight and gave me a like fifteen minute flying lesson. It was so fun. Wow! I mean, and he's so talented to to be able to go from Cave of Wonders to Abu to Raja. I don't know how he does that. Oh, I know. And watching him work, the <laughs> the things he does just with his face to I make know. these different animal sounds it it's incredible. <laughs> I, I hope there's footage of Frank recording because yeah, there is some. I, I've seen a little bit on the on the featurette on the Aladdin Blu-ray, but not as much as I wanted. I wanted more. Yeah, I know. I mean, 
you could do probably a whole ten hour series on Frank recording. Seriously. He's one of the <laughs> one of the most uh, diversified actors, certainly, in Disney films. He's done so many of them and so many different characters and wow, what a life mm-hmm. he's had. Do you have a favorite line from the Aladdin movie? I do. For me, it's so easy because I feel like I got the best line of the movie. I get to say, it's all so magical. And that it's just <laughs> the whole experience. It, it, it's how we all felt doing that film and, and being part of it for everybody else. Yeah, I mean, who knew that 24 years later? I mean, it's, it's a Disney film, so of course it's going to be popular 24 years later. But Aladdin, honestly, for me, it's in my top five of, of Disney films of all time. Oh, that's so nice to hear. And Jasmine, it, it's it's sad to say that she's my second favorite Disney princess. But I, you know. Oh, let me guess who's your first favorite. So that was your era of, of yeah. film. So I'm going to guess somebody from that same era. Pretty close, yeah. Okay, pretty close? Yeah. Hmm. That might be a clue. Pocahontas. No, a little sooner than that. Sooner before oh? before Aladdin. Little Mermaid. Yes. Ariel. Yep. I, I that was my first thought because she's a lot of people's favorites. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, oh, let me see. Maybe yours is a little more obscure. Yeah, but I was, I, yeah, she's fantastic. I think I was eight or nine when Little Mermaid came out, and that's another huge experience for me too. I still remember watching that for the first time too. So both of those yeah. are very close to my heart. Yeah. Well, it had to be one of those because that was, you know, that was our era. So yep. it was Little Mermaid, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and then Pocahontas. Yeah. So, yeah. And actually, here's a little history for you. I'm actually, Pocahontas is, is one of my ancestors. So I do really, oh, wow. I do love that movie too, even though it's so different from, you know, real life Pocahontas. I still enjoy that movie too. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Now you, you know mi- that that's part of your history. Yeah, it's yeah. really, really cool. And even yeah. Jesse James too, he's my ancestor as well. Wow. So, so we have a lot of history, I guess. Yeah. Now let's go back to Latin, I guess. It's not a history podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, you mentioned the Aladdin TV show. And uh, yes. for for that, we, we lost Robin and uh, Dan Castellaneta, the voice of Homer, took over the role of the genie, which I thought he did a fantastic job. He did. And so few people know that. Yeah. Like, they know it wasn't Robin, but so few people realized that it was Dan Castellaneta. Like, he's so well known. It surprises me every time that somebody doesn't know mm-hmm. he also did the genie for the cartoon series. And you guys all recorded together, you said, right? We did, yeah. Yeah, just, that that would be a room I would love to spend some time in right there. It was really cool. And we got sometimes guest stars from The Simpsons. Like, <laughs> I remember Nancy Cartwright coming and doing some episodes or, or one episode. I, I can't remember how many, but she she was there. And I remember because she had this really cute car that was, like, very distinct. It was like a Mazda Miata, like, with black and white animal print seats and it was pink or something. I, I can't remember exactly, but I remember I was like, who is this girl? And they're like, oh, she's from The Simpsons. I was like, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was, it was really fun no, to have amazing. all yeah. that voice talent coming through there. Yeah. yeah. So many great people. And that was a good show, too. I, I wish they put that on DVD. 
Oh, it's not on DVD. No, it's not. Nope, it's never been it released. Probably will be. I'm sure it will be. I know they're finally releasing the sequels on Blu-ray. So. Oh, that's news to me. That's really yeah. great to hear. Yeah, it's on the Disney Movie Club. So that's only where you can get it right now. Okay. Yes, that's so great. Yeah, I'm excited because those were actually really good films too. I'm not a fan at all of the Disney sequels. There's been a couple that I've enjoyed, but the Aladdin ones really held up. I thought. Well, you know, you can take that genie anywhere. So <laughs> that. There's no end to what you can do with that story. No, no. Speaking of which, I, I know they probably won't make a fourth one because of, of Robin and all, but if they did, where would you like to see the characters? Well, first of all, I think they could make a fourth one because there is so much footage that they haven't used. Mm-hmm. They could probably create a whole movie. That's just true. On stuff from the cutting room floor. But where would I like to see them take that story oh my gosh where wouldn't i like to see them take it i mean really like into space (laughs) why not (laughs) we've covered the whole earth we could take it to another galaxy anything's possible genie yes (laughs) earlier you mentioned you were at disneyland this past spring uh fall time i was there were you there for d23 I was. We I was, were there yeah. for, we had an, an Aladdin uh, reunion panel. Yeah, that's right. I don't, right. I don't that's know right. if you knew about that. No, I tried to get in, but I was one of the people outside waiting in line still. Oh, I wish we had known each other. I know, seriously. Yeah, it was It was completely sold out. Mm-hmm. It was so packed, and it was It was a really cool experience. They, they had brought me in from London, because I was living in London at that time, and I was like, wow, they're, they're really bringing me a long way for this and then I got there and I realized why it was such a big event yeah oh man I wish Um, I could have been there it was great it was the first time we'd all been in the room together in probably 12 years wow Um, you know Scott and and Ron and John and I for sure and Mark Ken I hadn't seen him since the movie was re-released 13 years ago so it was it was a really, really cool experience. A nice reunion right there. Yeah, and then a few weeks after that, and I flew back to London, and then a few weeks after that, flew back to Los Angeles because Disney does, um, they have a, an organization called Run Disney, mm-hmm. and they invited me to do a speaker presentation at their Run Disney event over Labor Day. And... When I agreed to it, I didn't realize it was so close to when I was doing D23. So I literally went from London to L.A. twice in three weeks. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but the second time I went, the first time I went just for the panel and went back to London. The second time I went, I made a longer visit out of it. And my mom brought my little cousin, who's eight years old. It was her first trip to Disneyland. And it was a really, really special weekend. I bet. And so great for me to be able to experience Disney at this point in my life Mm -hmm. through the eyes of a little girl. Yep. That's really close to my heart. And it was, it was really, it was really cool. Do you have a favorite Disneyland ride? Yes, I do. The Tower of Terror was my favorite. That is a great one. (laughs) Favorite ride. It was so great. And scary. Um, And we went on it once, but I loved it. That was my favorite this time. I try to go there once a year, but it gets kind of hard to do coming from Montana. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, so the next time I'll be there would be for the next D23, probably for in 2017. So if you're at that okay. one, I'll let you know. <laughs> okay, yes, we'll stay in touch. I probably will be there. Yeah. I try to go. I hadn't been there in four years, but I, I do try to go whenever possible. All right, Linda, we're about at 25 minutes. Do you have anything else that currently you're working on that you wanted to talk about? No, really, no. I, I'm I'm just going into... 2016 um, with some some events coming up where I'm going to be going to different cities and, and meeting fans in person, and, and I'm really excited to do that. Nice. I don't think I have anything scheduled in Montana, but... I can travel, though. I'm going to be there. I will let you know. Definitely. I, I, I know some cities that I have coming up. I have, like, Knoxville and um, San Francisco or Sacramento. Um, the Things are getting scheduled now, but I'm I'm looking forward to doing a little bit of traveling and, and meeting people yeah, definitely. where they live. Yeah, I'd love to meet up with you sometime. Yeah, it would be great, Tim. Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.